You're listening to Filling the Storehouse Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Stuart. And we want to walk with you on the journey to living the abundant life through faith, family, and freedom. Our goal is to refine our why while helping you find yours. Together, achieve our best and highest purpose. In the end, we'll drive each other to intentionally fill our storehouse. So nervous. You're, so, you're nervous right now? Oh, just incredibly nervous. Becca, are you nervous right now? No. No, oh, you should be because this interview is going to be intense. I love super raw, intense conversations. Like we could talk about the deep, dark secrets of our marriages and it would be great. And then later my husband would be like, shut your mouth. Let's not go there. Let's awesome. Go there. Awesome. Dave yeah. and I were just actually having a conversation that was pretty deep and dark and scary right before this on my drive home. Yeah. Um, um, I was actually breaking up with him from our, uh, from our business relationship. Oh, we're recording. Oh, hey. <laughs> Yeah, right. Hey, yeah. No, that's awesome. So you, so you broke the news to him that we're now going to be partners? Yeah. So I was hoping to do that. I wanted a live reaction. Uh, <laughs> I wanted tears. Wait, we- no, because normally, Becca, what happens is I am taking applications for a new best friend. And so on these interviews, I'm, this is like a part of my interview process to get a new oh. best friend. Okay, it's so a, I'm interviewing you guys to see which one of you I want to be best well, friends. Well, but here's oh, the thing, Becca. Here's the, here's the here's the problem though, right? Like Stu has to, he has to put out like stuff because nobody wants to be his best friend. Right. So he's got to like put out like disclaimers and like, I will pay you this much. Um, you know, Hey Stu, why don't, why don't you, why don't you open the show up? Why don't we do that? Let's do that. What's up everybody. This is filling the storehouse podcast. And if you guys don't know, we have Becca Shea on with us today. Back up. And uh, we're going to have an amazing conversation. We don't know where it's going yet um, <laughs> because this is like the third or fourth time we've actually tried to have this podcast because we keep on canceling on her uh, because our other jobs kind of keep on getting in the way. And I love the Navy, uh, but it's really getting in the way of our podcasting. So, They're so uh, demanding. They act like they own you or something. Right? right. It's so ridiculous that... They require all this work from us. <laughs> Becca, you are amazingly gracious. And uh, Stu, you know, we, uh, the last couple of weeks, his command went through a change of command. My command went through a change of command. Uh, you know, we were actually going to record this, the first part of this from him, from his car, because there was sit reps that had to be released. Like, of course, it happens at 1400 and, and we have an interview for one hour after that. So, um, but you being prior military, it's uh, it's a, pleasure to have you on the show and and really looking forward to hearing some of the amazing things that you're doing and um and i think it's also important for our listeners you know you can do podcasts you can write books you can uh start businesses do real estate and all this kind of stuff while you're active duty you may have to eat crow a couple times because you cancel on important people but um but besides that like this you can do this stuff this is possible it's 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 totally possible to to accelerate and do the things that you love while also doing something you love, like serving your country. So thank you for your, uh, for your grace and, uh, and graciousness and, and accepting this, this, uh, this grace ch- this ch- and ch- graciousness, grace, grace and graciousness. graciousness oh, and- man, just keep piling it on, man. <laughs> and you're the one that's the big deal that we're talking about, Becca. So over to you. I know it's the best podcast I've had. So I'm Becca Shea. I am a real estate investor, uh, maybe recovering real estate investor. No, I still have rentals. Um, I started about seven years ago when my third daughter was born. I was in corporate America, so I did the military route for four years. I actually, um, I I thought I was going to be a pilot. 
and my eyesight disqualified me, which they didn't figure out until I actually got to flight school, which you know how many physicals I had before then, right? Um, yeah, that's crazy. And now, well, what's interesting is I told the story at Flip Hacking Live last year, and it wasn't until I was putting the puzzle pieces together that I really saw God's movement throughout my life. Like there's, there's no reason I should have gone to flight school, um, but because I did, I ended up being, I was roommates with Bill Allen, who now runs Seven Figure Flipping um, at flight school. And, you know, we kind of came together. I met him. My, my roommate from college was, was the one who introduced me to him. And then we went our separate ways for a little bit and then came back together through real estate investing. And it's just been this kind of really crazy, magical reconnection. And it was, I was other, I was like, wow, the, the chances that these things would have lined up to put me in this place today is not chance, I don't think. So anyway, real estate investing, sorry for that digression. I've no, rehabbed about- that's great. <laughs> I've rehabbed about 60 houses. I've wholesaled about 120 deals. Um, I, I stopped doing that last year in order to pursue some kind of evolve to the next phase of where I wanted to be um, and took a left turn into seven figure flipping and heading up the membership program. So. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I, I, you hear about those kind of like chance interactions, those like chance happenings all the time. Um, and I a hundred percent agree that it's, it's God driven. I mean, David and I were roommates at, at college and we, our names just kind of lined up the G's, you know, Grazier and Gutierrez, we became roommates and he just wanted to stick with me ever since. Like after, after like the first semester of our freshman year, like we could kind of make a choice on where, you know, who we wanted to room with. And like, he was always just like kind of grabbing on, like, can I, I, beat roommate, him off? Please? I was like, no dude, go somewhere else. And like, I felt sorry for him. Um, so we just continued to be roommates for four years and uh, you know, we just continued to talk and then like, you know, we talked about real estate, we talked about businesses, and then, uh, you know, I kind of dragged him along again. I was like, hey, dude, let's start a business. <laughs> and, you know, kind of went, I, I don't know. You sound like a troublemaker in this. That's, that's strange that, 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 you know, those, all these conversations, I don't really remember them being that way, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but I'll give you that, Sue. That nuts. And, and, you know, it's funny, Becca, because we absolutely, we talk about all the time, but, you know, one of the tenets of our business is, is faith, and this podcast is about faith, and the one we just put out, you know, we had Stu's sister and, and uh, brother-in-law, and the whole thing, I mean, he's a, pat, you know, they're, they're missionaries, and, and, and so I think that there's a huge um, connection there, and I do think God put, you know, storehouse was a thing in God's mind way before it was in our mind, right? And, um, and, and then, you know, uh, pastor Rick Warren talks a, a lot about, I don't know if you read his book, uh, purpose driven, purpose driven mm -hmm. life, but he talks about EGRs, extra grace required. And so that's what Stu is to me. He's, he's the guy that God put in my life. There it is. Look, he's the guy that's that, uh, uh, God put in my life to help me to grow patience and, uh, um, help me to, um, grow compassion. Because like, if you just say, Oh, Stu for a little bit, you'll realize like you really feel sorry for the dude. And, and so you, you have to, you know, build that grace. So he gives me um, grace and graciousness. Do, yes, do you have so. to do sensitivity training with him? Like we, one of my buddies in ROTC, he, you know, super, he should have been a Marine. Right. And, uh, his roommate, another guy in ROTC taped him to a chair and made him watch ballet one time and was like, this is sensitivity training. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> 
No, Stu, uh, he's a pretty sensitive guy and, and oftentimes will um, choose ballet over other things, potentially <laughs> does dress up, uh, loves uh, tiaras, prefers a tiara over a crown. I'm sorry, wait, who just had the change of command? Can we put this out to, to your unit? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was, that was me. That was me. Um, and, and I want, I want, I want my sailors to know that you can show compassion to anybody and you should to everybody, even those that are like the worst. Hey, dude, I wear TRs because I have a five and a half year old little girl and we play dress up all the time and it's a lot of fun. And you know, I have a daughter too. And I no, I get it. No, it's, it's good. But this isn't about you and your tiaras. We did a show where that was the highlight. You had your moment. You had your moment. This is Becca's it's moment. Becca's moment. That's right. All right. So what are hey, we going to talk about today? So Becca, you you, t- you mentioned, um, you know, before we get into the specifics of the things that, that you've, you've done and what you've gotten into, um, like what was the why that drove, you know, the, the decision to flip all those houses, the, do the wholesales, and then ultimately get out of that and, and go a different direction? No, this is it. Well, this to me is super interesting because I right now as part of the the membership, like one of the cornerstones of seven figure flipping is these small group accountability sessions. We run them four times a year. And um, I I kind of they grew out of just a passion project of mine. It's it's a thing that's really close to my heart. And so I started running them on the side by myself. Uh, and then, you know, I grab a couple people, hey, you want to meet with me once a week? And then that grew to like 20 people and you know, more and more and more. I think we had a in October, we had like 140 some people, right, going through these. But the magic is in that like five to six person group. And the thing that we start them with is this, I talked about it at the, the veterans event, <laughs> divpaga, because I can't come up with a catchy, like, you know, phrase to go with it. And I have tried um, this, this starting with your dream, this far out dream and working it back into actions. And I know you want to go down that route and we'll talk a little bit more, but the thing that I've realized over this seven year journey has been the reason why you start is probably not your real driving reason. The reason why you think you start this, a lot of people, like, for example, for me, I was a a mechanical engineer, like senior engineer, respected in my company, making 110 to 120 K a year. And so for me to say financial freedom would have been silly. <laughs> like I, ha- I had what I needed financially. Um, but for me, it was more time freedom and being my own boss is what I thought I wanted. Like if I could just, ha- if I could just do that, well, you know, if you dig one level down to that, I should have been happy just flipping three houses a year. Why did I want to do 12? You know, why did I start wholesaling? Why did I start picking up rentals? So that as I went through the journey a little bit, that why didn't, didn't hold up that, um, you know, I'm doing this for time freedom or to be my own boss. Cause it ended up being, I mean, even now, like I, I just, I'm, I'm a workaholic. I can't help it. I like work. <laughs> like I'm not going to work 20 hours a week and just sit on my butt. It's just not part of my programming, but I thought it was when I started. And, um, then I started, then things got tough. Like, you know, we, we, we grew and we scaled and I, I hit a, I hit a point where I like couldn't just couldn't unlock the puzzle and I had to step back again and say like why am I doing this what is what is this about what's what's the purpose what's the point of all this and I, it's funny because Bill had said this week um, I joined seven figure flipping when I had rehabbed six houses and I wanted to grow to 12 to one a month and in our first meeting it was like in July 
we sit down, I'm in this room with all these people and they're like, I want to do a million dollars. And then the next guy's like, I did a million last year. This year we're doing two. And like, it's going around the room like this, right? And I said, when is it enough? Like you do a million this year, next year you want to do two. You do two the year after that, you want to do four. And you give me these stories about like, it's not for me, it's for my team. I'm like, why are you doing this? And I've, I mean, I've been chewing on this nonstop for you know, years now. And so I wanted to share with you, I, I posted this thing within our mastermind group. Um, and, and I think this sums it up. This is what I've learned over the past couple of years. You may not have realized it yet, but every single one of you is building something for the joy of building it. It's not about the annual revenue target. It's about being the prime mover of something greater than yourself. And that I realize is my why. Like it could be rehabbing, it could be wholesaling, marketing. Right now it's running these, this membership program. It's, it's being the prime mover of something that's bigger than me. That was a very long-winded answer. No, that was perfect. Uh, <laughs> and Stu, go ahead. But that, I, that there's, there's a, I have a lot of questions from that. But yeah, you, Stu? I mean, it, it, I mean, it, it resonates so well with, I mean, with what we're doing. Um, and we talked to Bill about about it on on his podcast, and you know we we asked the question a lot, like what's your why? And and Bill's response was very similar to yours. It's like, well, it's changed over time. Like mm-hmm. my why was first, honestly, it was about money, right? Like I want to make more money, and then it became kind of like a, a time freedom thing, and now it's more like impact and leadership, and and we're we're kind of going through that same thing right now. We're we're a little bit you know behind. Uh, Bill's level, but, you know, we're kind of on that same path of, you know, for us, it, I don't think it really ever was honestly about money. Like we're not like same, same thing. Like we're making good money. Like we're commanders in the Navy, right? We're going to retire after 20 years. We're going to get a good paycheck. We can live off of our retirement because we both yeah. live kind of well below our means and that's, that's all we need. And for us, it's been more about like giving and serving and like the more money we we make the more we can give away and, and make an impact and what we're also finding is we kind of have first we're kind of worried about hiring people but the more that we've started to hire people we've really enjoyed the leadership aspect of that and like building a team and running a team and like and the and most uh, i guess all of our team isn't military and just like being leaders with within that little small little team space has been like super fun for us and um well, and you get to pick the people on your team, right? In the military, you don't get to pick who's on your team. Yeah, I didn't get, I didn't <laughs> get, get to pick my roommate team. for four years. So, yeah. You know, was... yeah, I don't think Stu, or I'm sorry, I don't think Casey would appreciate you saying that about me, <laughs> Stu. If Casey, if you're listening, yeah. <laughs> we had another roommate. No, and, and what you said too, and both of you, it really makes two things I really want to highlight to our listeners because we harp on it so much is your why your why is never your why like you don't you don't it's not like a checklist right oh oh, why established next step right like that's not the way it works and it shouldn't work that way because then you're not growing you're not maturing um so I think that's a a, an excellent point that you made about you know what seven years it's been seven years going now that you're uh refining your why and, and and coming to new conclusions and and you're mature enough to know that seven years from now, your why could potentially be vastly different. And, yeah. and the, every step in, in developing that, I think is an incredible point. And then you, when you, you know, that, that, that um, light bulb moment that you came through on that post where 
you know, highlighting that it's about the creating and the building. I think, you know, Stu touched on it as well, but what a, what an amazing point. And I think why it's so important is when you, you get someone to shift their focus and their mindset and to realize, um, like I had a moment with Bill on our, on our podcast, I told him that, you know, why, why I, something he said resonated with me to help me realize why I love single family home investing over potentially building large syndications. Uh, but what you just said right there, it, it helps you to shift your mindset and think, okay, this, I, I do love this. I love creating teams. I love leading. Um, and when you get the number thing out of your head, so Stu and I, we have about five different businesses right now that we are trying to, um, and, and one that we just are getting approval from Wisconsin for the name and, and we're working on the EIN and there's four others that we're looking at building and it's all about building those teams and providing for other folks. And there's never been a number tied to that. And, and so I wouldn't, I couldn't even tell you what my number is, like whatever a money number. Right? My, a, a money number. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you putting words to that really just helped me. It really helped me to realize, you know what it's that's it. Cause you struggle through it. Like, why am I doing this? What is, what is my bottom line? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately the world measures bottom line by bottom lines on a bank account. And that's not what it is in the creating the teams thing is, you know, is, is, is a great point. So thank you for that. That was awesome. Yeah. Now I would say, I know a lot of people who get into it and they love leading. I'm one of them, but the, the lesson I learned the hard way is like, you have to be profitable too. And, um, no matter what business you start, like that's at the end of the day, in order for you to serve other people, you have to take care of your own house first. Um, you know, that, that was a lesson that I had to learn the hard way. Even the funniest thing is though, even though I saw other people go through it, I, I, one of my friends said this week, he said, you know, the lessons you pay for are the ones you learn. (laughs) Like you you just watch them. You're like, man, that's a good lesson. I'm not going to do that. But, um, so, so that, that to me also is, is to anybody out there who's like, yeah, I want to lead a team. It'd be great. Well, you're the best leader when you make sure that you're profitable too. And I say that because I love people so much, like I'm a relationship person, that I often would hold on to one employee way past the point where they were effectively, you know, I would, uh, the Mother Teresa style of leadership of, they're a project. They have so much potential. If I could just unlock it, if I could be the leader who unlocks it, but at the same point, by holding on to that employee too long, I then did a disservice to all the other employees. So, that's a, that's like a random side advice. That's which- not random though. That you touched on that point uh, in your talk uh, during the veterans live and you, you were talking about accountability mm-hmm. and you said accountability is not this, like when I'm holding Stu accountable or when I ask Stu to hold me accountable, it's not like a punishment. It is an ownership on my part, an acknowledgement of my ownership to be yeah. better. And he, I forgot the word you used, but you're like, I'm, I'm helping you. I'm cheerleading. Yeah. Yes. I'm yeah. cheerleading you to do that. And I, and I love that because there, there is a responsibility in that person to unlock their own potential. Yeah. I've been trying to tell Stu for so long. I'm like, Stu, you are amazing. You can do great things. You just have to try. Are you, is it, are you, are you partners with him for his potential? Cause <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that one later. You know, when yeah. Listen, is, uh, best hiring advice I ever got was, uh, past success is indicative of future performance. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> On a serious note, I feel that, um, so David and I separately were doing real estate investing. Like 
you know, mm-hmm. he, he was doing some stuff, I was doing some stuff. And I can honestly say that both of our real estate investing careers have like shot up like 10 times um, yeah. after we became like business partners. I mean, we'd always been like, you know, great best friends. I mean, well, he's kind of a fence, like I'm still out there looking for a best friend, but you know, really good friends. Um, and, you know, we had our own separate investing stuff going on. But once we started kind of like deciding to make that next jump, become business partners, hold each other accountable, like, you know, ask those questions, ask follow up, you know, and like we've, our business has grown tremendously together and holding each other accountable. And um, there's something to that, right? Well, that's, that's a good thing, you know, about partnerships. I've heard Bill say it many times and like one plus one can't equal two. If you're going to be partners with someone, one plus one has to equal four. You know, it's, it's got to, it can't just be doubling what you could achieve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the accountability stuff a little bit. Um, that's your bread and butter within the seven figure flipping. Um, you know, you guys have this big mastermind group, all, you know, super successful real estate investors. And within that space, you've kind of created these accountability groups. So um, if you could just kind of talk about how that looks, you know, what it does. And, and if you have any like cool success stories or anything like that, like I'd love to kind of hear about that. So many, so many good ones. So many, yeah, I'm <laughs> well, sure. You know, for me, the thing is, I think as entrepreneurs, we tend to be, now former military, I think we are much better at controlling our ADHD. Like we've been forced to learn how to focus ourselves to accomplish something. Um, but a lot of non-military entrepreneurs are just a lot of ideas and, and not a lot of substance, right? Like I want to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing, but without the actions to back it up. And it's not that they are incapable of taking the actions. They just need help. It's like, it's a muscle that they haven't used. Right. And they just need to train it. So we, we start with this dream. Like everybody comes in and, um, we talk about like, what's your dream? And this, the kind of easy story I always tell people is like, we, we start with a dream and then we clarify it into a vision. Dreams are hazy, visions are crisp. So a dream's like, I want to own a home today, or I want to be a real estate investor, right? That's really vague. <laughs> There's so many ways that you can invest in real estate. So a vision would be, yeah, I want to be a rehabber and I want to do six houses a year. That's, that's like a vision, you know, five years from now, I've never flipped a house. I'd love to be doing like three to, to six rehabs every year. That's, that's a vision that's tangible. And you can like say done or not done, right? Five years from now, you can put that on your calendar. Like, did you flip five, six houses this year? Right. And then, and then we back it out because um, my, my strong suit is logistics. I realized I should have been in the supply core, but I didn't know that was a thing in ROTC. They don't tell you about the supply side, like the little mafia within the Navy. <laughs> Um, but anybody in logistics knows like you start with the end in mind and then you back it down to, to what do you have to do tomorrow? So five years from now, you want to flip six houses and you might want to say like, okay, but what, what do I actually have to do? Let's put a stake in the ground 12 months from now. What am I going to have accomplished 12 months from now? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to rehab a house, you know, like what, whatever today is July, 2020 and July, 2021. I will have rehabbed one house. And then you break that down into three or four. I, we, we talk about like rocks or OKRs or um, 90 day goals. They're all the same concept because it works. 
So you break it down in these kind of like quarterly cycles or the 12 week year. That's kind of the book that really lit my fire with accountability groups. Um, and, and just say like, if I was going to flip a house one year from now, if I wanted to rehab a house, what do I have to do to make that happen? I'd say the first thing you would want to do is learn. Like if you've never, if you know nothing about it, maybe over the 90, next 90 days, you say, I'm going to commit an hour a day, five days a week to getting educated, right? So over 12 weeks, I don't know what's 12 times five, 60 hours. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do 60 hours worth of education around rehabbing a house. And you can very clearly say at the end of 90 days, did I, did I do 60 hours or not? And then you, you back that off even one more, like, all right, so my actions every week are five hours of education. And you would time block that out and say, you know, when am I going to get my five hours in? And then the, the, the linchpin is that is finding an accountability partner. So I, I forget what the, the number is, but it's basically like, just like writing your goal down makes you incrementally more likely to achieve it, right? So if I, if I just wrote down, I'm going to get 60 hours of education in real estate education in the next 12 weeks. And I write that down. Let's say that makes me like 30% likely to achieve that goal. If I tell somebody about it, if I'm like, hey, Stu, I am committing to, you know, 60 hours. And you're like, that's cool. I mean, you're, there's no follow-up action there, right? I just said it out loud, but I'm still much more likely because in my head, I always know, I told Stu I was going to do this thing. He might remember, he might ask me, I'm going to check on. But if you actually commit to someone, if I said, Stu, do you think we could talk once a week? Like just, I'll, I'll send you a text or you send me a text Monday morning to just make sure that I did my five hours. You're 95% more likely to achieve that goal. So I mean, they've done a ton of research on this stuff. And kind of when I heard that, I was like, yeah, that totally makes sense. Like, I'm not going to show up and be like, oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't yeah. do five hours. Oh, dang. There's actually, so uh, I think it was um, uh, one of the, I think it was best ever conference, uh, which is like a multifamily kind of syndication conference. And uh, Brandon Turner, bigger pockets guy, spoke at it and he spoke exactly on this and, and he had a little the, the little graph and the accountability and stuff like that and I think there's this the statistic was um one of them was pretty interesting because it, it actually went down um where I think it was if you if you tell somebody I if like if you post on social media your goal like hey I'm gonna buy 50 houses this year on like Facebook yeah that actually the numbers go down because like you get this like high of everyone like you know immediate high fives you know pumping uh -huh. you up but then there's no accountability to it. There's no follow-up um, to that and um, versus just like writing it down and following up on a daily basis. And so I, I thought that was pretty interesting, but 100% yeah. would agree with like the accountability <laughs> stuff. I mean, you know, we hold each other accountable. I mean, I, I hold him accountable like every single day. He doesn't follow up on anything. So, someone's going to fact check this podcast and be like, it was 92% or like, yeah, it's, <laughs> look, I didn't actually prep for this. So... <laughs> I'm, How I'm dare you? You're supposed to have the exact number ready for us. Oh. No, but all you have to really do is find that person. And, and so I will say like when I know, and usually it's not because Stu and I are not the type of guys and you, you touched on this as well with, Hey, our goal is not to not work. Right. Our goal is not to be to a point where I don't know what I would do. I, I'm definitely that like kind of squirrel kind of guy. That's just like, you know, bam, you know, that's over there. And uh, you know, so my goal is not to sit around the house and, and, you know, 
have some kind of financial independence so that I'm not doing anything. It's that creating piece, which again, you put words to, uh, but typically for he and for Stu and I, it's not a, um, it's not a, a result of a lack of effort. It's more because we're so packed with active duty and everything we're doing. So I know when I haven't accomplished something like, Hey, Hey, uh, Stu will be like, Goody, did you sign those closing, those closing documents? I'm like, Oh, I know that he's, I know he's going to ask me. I know he's going to ask me. And my answer is no. And it's uncomfortable every time. So it's built in, right? That accountability is built in and it forces action and it drives prioritization time management, all these things that are so important. So I, I think that, that it's not just about, it's, it's having a good accountability partner. It's having a regular battle rhythm to help you get to that point. Cause if you have someone that's going to, cause our business is based on both of us doing stuff. And if I don't do it, there's a real consequence to that and it'll be an impact to him or vice versa. And, and that's not a place you want to be, but it also elevates our game, which I think, you know, those are, those are all points you're talking about being very intentional with that entire process. So um, that's, that's it, the number of times I see um, posts because we have like a, a separate Facebook group just for the accountability groups. And so everybody meets on Mondays or Tuesdays to all the different groups. And I see posts in there like, I was not going to have, you know, a 0%. I just spent three hours driving for dollars so that I could get my numbers in. And, um, but the interesting thing is you talk about a packed schedule and I, I was having this conversation um, earlier with some of my real estate lady friends. And we were talking about this idea that when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. And, and having that packed schedule, because I think we all operate that it's like we, we thrive in that like chaos, right? And the idea of the accountability groups is, you know, we, we cheerlead people on throughout it, but if they don't own it, if they don't have account, you know, ownership for it, for their accountability, then it's not going to happen. I often find myself saying like, we just finished up a session. And so it was week 12. And at the end of it, I was like, man, I'm going to miss you guys. Like we do new groups every time. They're like, can't we stay together? I'm like, no, we can't stay together. And um, one of the guys looked at me and he said, you know, on, on week four, you called me to the carpet because I showed up with 20% of my actions done. And you said to me, like you chose this as your focus. Are you going to stay focused or not? And he was like, it really just, I thought about it every week when I would start to get distracted by other things, when I would start to say yes to other stuff, I'd be like, Oh, but I said this was my focus. So yeah. That's power. That's powerful. Um, and, and calling someone back to their, that's a, a that's a great tactic, right? Hey, I didn't choose this for you. Yeah. You chose it. Like you want this. And, and I think that recalibration is, is so important and it can really make a world of difference. Um, and I, I'm going to take that on board because I think that's uh, something, especially like a squirrel kind of person personality has to have that built in. Can I, can I use that for the Navy reservists? Can I tell like a Navy reservist, like, Hey, you chose to be in the Navy. Uh, you should yeah. do your medical appointment this year. Yeah. Can I, no, can I, no, it won't work. It won't work. It'll, it'll find its way back to you. Hey, somehow. you chose to be in the Navy. You probably need to do some work to actually get paid. I hope well, Bill, I hope Bill listens to this cause he's a reservist and I'm just going to talk a bunch of smack about yeah. Navy reservists right now. <laughs> well, I mean, and the thing is there's also a time in the season. Um, cause I, I, usually we have about 30 to 40% fall off through from these groups, right? So for every 10 people that sign up six or seven actually make it all the way through the finish line. Half of, let's say like two out of those four people, it will be because life 
derailed them. You know, a, a father, father passed away or cancer or, um, you know, their, their W-2 job, if they're doing this on the side, their W-2 job just gets insane, right? And, and there's some grace to be had there. And then <laughs> the other two realize they didn't actually want accountability. <laughs> they don't, they got into investing because, or they got into, you know, entrepreneurship because they didn't want someone telling them what to do. They wanted to be the boss and um, they don't like it. It's uncomfortable to them. Quickly found out that that wasn't really the case. Yeah. So. That's um, interesting. So have you had like any like major like breakthrough impacts that, that you've seen? I, I know you have. I mean, has there been some pretty cool, yeah. pretty cool stories? It, it's just the fact that um, when you show up day after day, like excellence, I think this is one of my favorite quotes is like, excellence is actually in the moments. It's like the, the day to day. It's just showing up time and time and time again. And that's so boring. And that's so countercultural to kind of the American dream, which is like, I'm going to buy the next stock and be a millionaire and Bitcoin's going to be the best. And I'm going to have this hundred, you know, grand hundred thousand dollar profit rehab. And, um, we all want that quick win, but the reality is the key to success is, is showing up every day. And so like that guy who, um, one of the guys in October, his goal was driving for dollars was to, to implement the marketing channel of driving for dollars. And he committed to driving, I think three or four hours a week. And then, uh, his actions were something along the lines of drive for three or four hours, um, add all the name until he added, I think 10 houses to his list or, you know, he had a number drive for the X amount of hours to add these numbers to my list, mail every house on my list. So his list would grow every week. The first week it might be 10. The next week he's mailing 20 people. The next week he's mailing 30 people. And his goal was to get two contracts from driving for dollars. And he got, I think three or four. So and he's like, I don't want to do it. You know, I didn't. <laughs> Also former military, right? So he's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna show up and be the slacker in the group. <laughs> but that, that's just one of many. It's like, we're cold calling, right? Like I'm gonna implement the cold calling marketing channel. Well, that, that looks like calling, you know, five hours a week and following up and answering my phone live when people call back and uh, you just do the work. Yeah, and, it, oh, sorry, go ahead, Stu. Uh, I was just gonna say, and that's, that's really hard to do like in these times when like we're just so used to everything being immediate, you know, like mm -hmm. the, the immediacy of everything. And you can, I can order a book and it'll be here like this afternoon, you know, from Amazon and you know, everything is like now, now, now. So it makes it even harder um, in today's age. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be curious if you have any examples from, from your lives about, you know, the times where you kind of didn't buy in a hundred percent, but you were committed to doing the actions and it, and it, showed up um so i'll say that like david i am not a very big fan of social media and um i still don't even have my own official facebook page my my facebook was i just put my name on the front of my wife's facebook page <laughs> and now it's like stuart and crystal grazier or something like that yeah, and i did see that yeah um so I did this 30 day live challenge based off of uh, what we talked about at uh, veterans live conference. And I learned more about myself and I'm not going to lie. David and I have had more phone calls in the last 45 to 60 days and really last 30 days with investors 
Um, I mean, daily, we're having conversations with investors. We, we have private lenders. Our house buyer list has gone from like a three month wait to like a year waiting list. And I honestly can say a lot of it is just being us throwing ourselves out there and mm -hmm. being transparent and being on social media, going live. Um, I mean, cause nothing else really changed. Like yeah. we didn't, we didn't really like do anything different. And, and I, I still don't like social media, but I, I can see it's that there is, tool. it's a powerful tool if it's used correctly and you have a voice and you have a mission with it. And, um, Bill's, um, he, he launched this 500 K like money raising challenge, which yep. I think is probably one of the biggest struggles that investors have is getting over that self doubt of that imposter syndrome of like, people aren't going to lend to me because I'm not good at it. And yeah, I don't know. That's me. The success we're seeing. And it's just that, that daily action of, and oh, so many uncomfortable people. They're like, you know, I hate doing this. It's, oh my gosh, three people just called me and you know, I have $150,000 lined up in investing. You just got to do the actions consistently. Yeah. And I think for me, there's uh, just some mindset stuff. Um, even, even going into taking command, um, trying to rectify in my mind how much I love, <clears throat> I've loved the service over the last 18 years, but also absolutely just love storehouse and, and, and uh, wrapping my mind around the, the choosing, uh, choosing to see the positive outlook of even potentially my schedule filling up with phone calls of, of people that are, are not interested in buying, um, with mixed in with people that are interested in buying from storehouse. And then, you know, on the Navy side, all that, all that, uh, all those phone calls and just really shifting, being very intentional about shifting, uh, how I view those challenges and how I, how I approach those conversations. And I've gotten, um, just pure joy from, uh, from all of it. And, and it also forces, I think what you said about the saying yes is saying no to things, being very intentional with that, understanding what you're saying yes and no to and prioritizing the, that, those efforts, just being very intentional with all that stuff. And then I, I have to get on, I know I have to get on to the, uh, the, the um, social media, uh, I don't want to say bandwagon, but to, to be very intentional with that tool and yeah. see it as a tool. A mindset of that as a tool to help us build our business is is key. And then there's also other aspects to it that aren't just like, it's just not black and white business, right? There's uh, amazing pictures that I've seen of people that I may not have, have connected with for a long time. There's, you know, challenges and different things that are um, that are cropping up as a result. And, and just being able to, forcing myself, realizing now there's forcing myself to build all that in and, and refine that is also gonna make me a better dad and husband, right? Mm -hmm. My goals are time freedom. Mm -hmm. So I want to be, make my kids breakfast in the morning, take them to school, um, you know, pick them up in the afternoon and be like the dad that does all that stuff, be at the sporting events and also build this business. So like that, that requires a significant amount of yeses and nos, and it requires a significant amount of, of planning and scheduling and all that stuff that's important to me that drives my why. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, building this business that to, for Stu and I to one, it's our ministry, it's a mission. And, and our goals are giving, we want to be giving millions of dollars a year. We want to be flipping the tithing principle on its head. I just had this conversation with, uh, Adam Whitney, um, uh, one of our just awesome dude Marine, but flip that on, on its head and give away 90% of our money and keep 10. How awesome is that? Awesome. It's not something that you have to, we, I wouldn't advertise that when we're doing it or give those numbers, anything like that. But, but to be, to, 
to have that drive our why, like those things are really important. So uh, those are some breakthroughs. Um, and then I just have to take action on that. Yeah. And, and being disciplined about, it. I mean, I think that's it, right? Like you could set a whole accountability session with the both of you, right? About how do we add in social media to our lives? What does it look like? And what are the actions we need to consistently take? Um, it's probably, you know, like you agree to respond to messages on one day and I respond on the next day or, you know, whatever. But the, the cool thing about social media is before 20 years ago, 30 years ago, if you wanted to market your company, I mean, it was this black box, you'd hire somebody, you know, now it's just, it's so accessible. I mean, I know it's annoying because it's accessible. <laughs> it feels like it's always there, but it, it is just such a powerful tool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we could stay here forever and, and talk to you, but I want to make sure I touch on, on one thing quickly. You, um, um, in your presentation, I would encourage everybody to, I recently posted it back on LinkedIn, you know, the link to get to the veterans live REI and, and to be able to, to purchase all these uh, presentations, yours being uh, one of those, but you talked about Div Paga and, and there's two things I'd like to touch on very quickly. One, can you just um, define those for us and, and uh, just quickly run through that? But also, I thought it was really interesting you said as, as entrepreneurs, a lot of people are, are very the D, right? The dream. Mm -hmm. and, and I would say that as military entrepreneurs, a lot of us are either on the D or we're on the A side, just action and not a lot of thought. We're just action-oriented people. And there's three other letters in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. And that the, developing that stuff goes back to taking seven years, right? Yeah. To refine that. Um, if you could just briefly, <laughs> Right. Absolutely. To get to the point that you even have an acronym, mm -hmm. that's seven years. To, <laughs> yeah, to really yeah. develop that acronym, that's, that's, that's yeah. a lifetime. But if you well, could just so touch on that. You've got the dream, right? And so I challenge everybody to sit down and just think about like, what's your overarching driver? What's the thing that like lights you up? That's, that causes joy inside of you. So for me, that was the idea of real estate investing when I started and flipping a house, like just the thought of taking something ugly and turning it into something beautiful, um, really kind of lit me up. So that, that became my dream. And then the vision of the first times is taking that, that dream of I'm going to flip a house someday and turning it into like, when, what does that look like? I'm, I'm going to be a rehabber really kind of making it um, clear. The, the other story I tell is like, if saying I want to own a house is so different than saying, I want a two-story yellow house with a beautiful deck and a front porch and ferns hanging on it and four bedrooms and two baths. Like it can be such a fun exercise to really sit down and just like close your eyes for a second and think about what you want to build. If we're all here because we want to build something, what do you want to build? You might want to build a house. I might want to build a sandcastle, you know, <laughs> like what are we building or, or a machine, right? And, and really just, flesh that out. And that's, that's your five year, 10 year. People say 10 year, but look, I, I, I make five year plans and they change in, at year three every time. So, um, and then the plan, the plan is 12 months. The, the plan is like what your actions are leading towards. Once you, you make that dream and that vision, you kind of put it in a box and then you say, that's great. Um, I equate it to, I'm a swimmer. So I don't know if you've ever done open water swimming, but, um, I, I do triathlons and there's these buoys out in the water, right? And so you start swimming and you look up and you get your bearings, right? Like that's the buoy I'm swimming towards. But then you just, you just put your head down for a little bit and you just go. 
Because you can't, if you were to swim, always, you know, looking up at the buoy, it's inefficient. You're not really paying attention. You're not doing what you need to do in that minute. You're actually kind of just floundering. So that's how I equate, like you're dreaming your vision, you put it out there. Then you just focus on like, okay, I got to get 10 yards. So let's look, let's, what does 10 yards look like? And then you've got your goals and that's the three to four things that you need to do. So like in my, I'm going to rehab a house example that in the next 12 months, if I want to rehab a house, I'm going to learn about it. I'm going to start making offers and then I'm going to get contractors and actually rehab a house. Like that's probably the three steps to doing it. Um, and then once you've got those three steps, you just pick one and you say, okay, what are the actions, right? Like if I need to get contractors, well, I better get on the phone. I better get them walking through the property. If I'm going to make offers, like when I first started rehabbing, I read this somewhere and I, it's probably the best advice I'd ever gotten in, in any real estate investing, which was, I'm going to have to think about a hundred properties, probably go see 20 or 30 make 10 to 15 offers to get one contract. And that, the, that right there, that's kind of your set of actions, right? In the Divpaga thing. Um, but the cool thing about it was that every time I got turned down, I, I would turn to my husband and I go, one, one, one no closer to a yes. I'm getting there. Like it's coming, it's a numbers game. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, that, awesome. that, is, that is great. And I think it just highlights where people should be um, it's not just the dream and the action. There's so many steps. And when you're that intentional, magic happens, right? It's not luck. It's uh, where opportunity meets hard work. Yeah, that's great. And I, you know, Jocko's, I think, given credit for this quote, but I, I heard it way before kind of he, he uh, coined it, but the discipline equals freedom. I mean, like lay out your plan and then just be disciplined in it. And then that, that's where the freedom comes from. I told him that one time, a long time oh, ago. Was you. I, I knew I heard it before. Yeah. Yeah, the, the luck thing too. It just came up with that. It's really. You just, you're just like quoting other people and just taking and then taking credit for it. No, uh, uh, for anybody yes, listening, if that's your quote, I'm totally joking. A disclaimer, legal, all that. It's not my quote. Don't come after me. Yeah, and and the interesting thing is on the on the journey, you're gonna like you'll put your head up and you know to use the buoys. Like I might be past a buoy, right? And and now it's time to look to the next buoy. Uh, and that's kind of where I was last year was like, all right, I did that thing. I, I reached this buoy. What's the next one look like? That's good stuff. Uh, I could probably talk for another hour with you on this subject. Yes. My family would like me to say yes to them right now. So I, I know me too. <laughs> I, I heard kids in the background yelling and screaming. And I don't know if that's screams of joy or if that's uh, screams of like, you know, fighting going on but uh mine were uh, both the screams you heard upstairs were both for mine too, so. the both okay all right gotcha um well becca thank you so much um for finally uh getting on with us and thank you for your patience and your grace and your graciousness um all at the same time to to come on it's been a fun conversation um yeah. if if yeah, uh, folks want to get in touch with you and kind of talk more about accountability uh, seven figure flipping your mastermind um what's the best way to get in touch with you um, Becca at seven figure flipping B K A. Uh, I will say if people want to know we're doing flip hacking live, which is kind of like the veterans event on steroids. Uh, it's going to be virtual, but we're like building out on a stage The the people who did Tony Robbins event is, um, doing ours. Nice. Going on right now. Wow. So, um, it's going to be just so cool. So I would say yeah. flip hacking live, come, come to there in October. Okay. And, we're, uh, we're there. We already have our tickets. 
And yeah, a reminder our to our listeners. To live, but now we're going to go in version two. Right. And, uh, and a uh, reminder to our listeners, use our link to buy yeah. tickets for right. Flip Hacking Live. The storehouse link will get There's, get there's you a little a, bit of a competition. So help, help them out there and is. Buy, buy through their link. If I see someone, one of our, one of our investors at Virtual <laughs> Flip Hacking, and I ask them if they didn't buy our ticket, I'm going to be really angry. <laughs> Real mad. Like this Real is my angry face. So don't make him angry. Scary. It's really <laughs> scary. Just it, the the price is the same. It's just that they get points in you know. <laughs> really, they get really rights. cool points. Yeah. Hey Becca, this was this was incredible. Thank you so much for your insights. Thank you. I know it's value add for uh, our listeners. It's absolutely value add for me. I learned something today, changed my perspective on a couple things, and just so grateful for. Uh, for you taking your time and, and saying no to your family and the other obligations for a little bit and saying yes to spending some time with us. So thank you for that. Yeah. And I would love it. Actually, if people find me on social media, if, if something in this podcast resonated with you, let me know. That probably is the best compliment you could give me. Love it. Yes. That's awesome. All right. You heard it. Get out there, post some thank stuff you gentlemen. and uh, go share it with your friends. Uh, give us some amazing five-star reviews. Because David, David really needs that confidence booster um, <laughs> yes. to, to get us going a little bit more. Um, and more, most importantly, go fill your storehouse. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening to Filling the Storehouse. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and share it with someone you love. And if you really felt inspired, leave a five-star review so we can continue to grow and help other Christian entrepreneurs fill their storehouse. If you're interested in creating financial freedom through real estate investing, be sure to check out our website at storehouse310turnkey.com. We'd love to serve you through our platform of building the kingdom. Just click on the contact link and we'll reply to you as soon as we can. Again, thanks so much for listening. Now go for your storehouse and make it a great day.